So we're sitting here in Richard Morgan's garage in Ballinock and he has a rather unusual activity. I started, never really played any sport, but started drawing, badgered a bit my, by my grandson to do something to exercise more. This is Richard Morgan. He's a competitive rower in Ireland. But for most of his life, he was a baker and battery maker with creaky knees. Not your typical athlete. Richard started rowing when he was 73, all because of his grandson. Richard talked about this in an interview with the Irish Examiner. So I started on the, the rowing. And, uh, and what age uh, were you then? Uh, 73. And uh, he, he persuaded me to enter into the national championships that year. And I did, and uh, I won the gold medal. Today, Richard is 93. He still competes in and wins indoor rowing competitions. He's now a four-time world rowing champion. These are the sort of things that really impress me. This is Bas Van Horen, an exercise scientist at Maastricht University in the Netherlands. In December, he published a case study on Richard that looked into his training, diet, and physiology. You know, his training over, over 20 years is 10 times circumnavigating Ireland, the coastal road of Ireland. I mean, that, that's phenomenal for anybody even to perceive that they would, they would set out on a, on a training regimen that would, that would do that. He concluded that Richard has the fitness of a much younger man. And Van Horn thinks Richard's case can tell us a lot about what our bodies are capable of as we age. The one thing we're learning about people is that even at 72, your systems are plastic. They are still adaptable, provided you do the right things. The right things. I wanted to know what those right things are, the ones that we can all do to stay in shape as we age. So I called up Gretchen Reynolds. She's a health columnist for The Post, focusing on exercise science and fitness. Fitness as a concept is, is really broad and, and inclusive, not, not exclusive. If you can't run a mile, that doesn't mean you're not fit. Fitness can mean a, a very narrow, targeted version of fitness, which would be standing on one leg. And, and all of us are going to have strengths. All of us are going to have weaknesses. And you can choose to do more of one or, and less of another or do all of them. It doesn't really matter. You're still fit. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Elahe Izadi. It's Saturday, February 24th. In this bonus episode, I talk with Gretchen about how to stay fit at any age. She's going to break down the science and also offer some practical and easy-to-follow advice. It's part of our ongoing series about how we can all rethink and reset our daily habits in 2024. Gretchen, can you tell me a little bit more about what Richard did besides, you know, just sitting on this row machine? What else did scientists discover about his diet or what else he does for exercise now? Well, what he does, for one thing, he's very consistent. He pretty much rows almost every day. And, and it's only for 40 minutes, and most oh. of them are very easy workouts. I mean, it would be almost the equivalent of going for a fast walk for a lot of us. He also, though, he weight trains, and, mm. and not 
extensively, like a few times a week, he goes out in his backyard shed and he uses some dumbbells and he just lifts for 20 minutes or so. But again, that makes sure that he maintains mm-hmm. his muscle. Mm-hmm. He also eats a lot of protein, which is really important, as you, especially as you get older, to maintain muscle. Mm. And, and, he's, and he just seems happy, which mm-hmm. is also important. Right. And how did scientists assess his health? What did they do? His grandson, who is an exercise scientist, invited him into a physiology lab, and they tested him to see very Mm. precisely sort of what his fitness age is. Um, How fit is he compared to the rest of us? And he now has basically the fitness age of someone in his 40s, maybe even his 30s. And he's phenomenally fit. The scientists said to me they had never been so inspired by anyone that they had tested. But what his example really tells us, I think, is that... It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take hard work. You don't have to train for a marathon. But 40 minutes of rowing changed the trajectory of how he's aging. And any of us could manage that, I think. So, Yeah, I mean, I feel two ways about this, Gretchen. On the one hand, I'm very inspired by hearing what's possible for Richard Morgan. And it, it does show what humans are capable of. At the same time, I don't know if you've ever sat on a row machine for 40 minutes. It's deeply (laughs) unpleasant for me, at least, when I'm doing them correctly, when I'm rowing properly and with proper form. And so I'm just wondering about folks who are listening to our conversation and also inspired by Richard, but also thinking, I'm not going to be a four-time indoor row champion. Uh, But you know, you also mentioned fitness age, this idea of fitness age, and you have written about Richard's experience with exercise in relation to the idea of fitness age. So can you just explain what fitness age means and and how does that tie to longevity? Sure. Fitness age is a, a really interesting concept in science. And scientists have become increasingly certain that there's a difference between our chronological age, which is how many birthdays we've accumulated. Time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then our biological age, which is in essence, how well your cells and your body are functioning. And your biological age can be higher or lower than your chronological age. And fitness has proven to be a really good marker Mm -hmm. of your biological age. So Gretchen, what are some of the ways someone can figure out what their fitness age is? Well, in this case, there's a really well-validated scientific calculator that's really simple. And all you need to do is put in your height and weight, your resting heart rate, which you can figure out by sitting for 15 seconds and measuring it, and then uh, multiply that by four. That that gives you your resting heart rate and a measure, at, at least an estimation of how often you exercise. You put that information into this calculator, and it will tell you if your fitness age is comparable to your birthday age, if it's younger, if it's older. We'll include a link to this calculator also in our our show notes. Can you tell me about what the science is behind this calculator, though? 
the the science behind this is based on a big study of thousands of adults in Norway, and the scientists figured out their VO2 max, which is a measure of your aerobic endurance, and then how that related to how long they lived. Mm -hmm. And so basically what the scientists did was find what VO2 max is normal for what age. And so this calculator can figure out really quickly, you don't have to, but it figures out your VO2 max and whether it's younger or older than your Mm. actual birthday age, and that is your fitness age. Hmm. If you have a good fitness age, you're a lot less likely to develop diabetes, heart problems, all of this, so you live longer. And it doesn't guarantee another 20 years, <laughs> Can't hold but it, it, to it. <laughs> does It does mean that you are likely to have a longer lifespan and a much longer health span. Mm-hmm. After the break, get ready because we are headed to the gym. I'm going to try out a few exercises you can do at home to measure your fitness age. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com easy. Ramp.com easy. R-A-M-P dot easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Gretchen, you recently reported on how we can measure our fitness age by by doing a series of exercises. So I'll just run through them here. We can measure our stamina by running a mile in a certain period of time. We can measure our balance by standing on one leg. We can measure our muscle strength by hanging down from a pull-up bar. And we can figure out our mobility by sitting down and getting up on the floor without using our hands. And then the dreaded burpees to measure our overall fitness. Can you explain to me how you came up with these exercises and what's the thinking behind these being the ones to, to test our fitness age? Fitness is not just how fast can you run a mile, although that is actually one of our tests. Oh, boy. But that <laughs> that's only your aerobic endurance. And you want to be able to 
stand on one leg. You want to have good balance. You want to have good flexibility. You want to be strong. So we wanted to come up with a series of tests that tell people sort of where do you stand according to your age on each of these elements of fitness, mobility, grip strength, stamina, and then overall fitness. And they're very simple do-it-yourself tests. You can do them at home, you can do them in the gym, but it will give you a sense of your overall fitness. That's really an estimate of how well will you age Will you be able to still be independent when you're in your 70s? Can you get out of a chair? Can you go up and down stairs? Mm -hmm. All of those things really matter for how well you age. In each of these tests, what we tried to do was give people a benchmark that is a reasonable goal. If you can't make it yet, then we also give you some ways that you can get better at each of these tests. Okay, so there are... Other ways to think about or measure where you stand with fitness age. I took the brave step of doing some of these exercises in the gym with you watching me. I'm exercising for work right now. This is really, uh, this is my dedication to the craft right now. For one of the exercises, I tested my grip strength and tried to hang from a pull-up bar. Count me down again. Yes. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Try and hang. All right. Oh, oh my God. This is so hard. How long do I have to do this? <laughs> At your age, you should be able to do it for 30 seconds. Oh my and God. Ah! it is hard. And But it's a very good measure of the general health of your muscles and how strong you are, and it's it's not easy at all. All right, 20 is all I could do. 20 is all I could, all that cockiness. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Gretchen, that was hard. <laughs> it, 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 it is hard, but, but the, it's important to sort of know your grip strength because we start losing muscle and strength in our 30s, and it accelerates. So that... That they call it the dead hang <laughs> is a really good estimate of just how strong you are. Yeah, and uh, it might also be called the dead hang because after I do that, I feel like I'm dead. <laughs> my hands are like, I'm like, oh boy, like, wow, I really got humbled real fast on that one. <laughs> That's what's interesting about this is there are many elements of fitness and you can be good at one and not really good at the other. And so that does give you something to work on. That makes me feel better. And then I did another exercise, which I cannot believe I agreed to do. Whenever a fitness instructor tells me to do this exercise, I am filled with dread, uh, the burpee. I think we're about to come to the dreaded burpee. <laughs> yes, well, if the comments I got from people after this um, story was published are any indication that burpees are about as popular as the flu, so you're not alone. <laughs> Can I tell you something? When I read that you wrote 10 burpees in 30 seconds, I almost sent a message like, this is a typo, right? And so the, with these burpees, how should I be doing them? The way to do this burpee is basically to do it however you can without sort of falling over. Um, uh -huh. Then you squat down, put your hands on the floor, mm -hmm. kick your legs back, 
you can, if you want to, sort of bend your elbows and do a partial push-up. If you don't want to, that's fine. And then it, pull your legs back up. <laughs> Try not to fall over and stand up. That's a burpee, Oh, that right? was good. Okay. That was a fine burpee. This is meant to be also a, a test of your sort of endurance. So the faster you can do them, the better. So if you leave parts of them out, that's totally fine. Don't worry about it. I'm suiting up right now. I'm rolling my sleeves up. All right, Gretchen, I think we need, you said 30 seconds. I'm trying to get 10. Are, are you ready? I'll count down. Yeah, perfect. Go. Oh, one, <laughs> two. Three. The thing about the burpee, and, and there's good evidence of this, is it tests your balance, it tests your endurance, it tests your mobility, it tests your strength. So it's a good measure of how fit you are overall. Ah, ah, 11? I did 11. I can't believe I did 11 burpees in 30 seconds. And that was very impressive. And it does suggest that your overall fitness is very good. And congratulations. You're the burpee queen. I'm not happy about it. Let me put it that way. Gretchen, the other part of thinking about these exercises that is interesting to me is it's not measuring, you know, how big my waistline is or how much I weigh or even like me trying to achieve some sort of physical appearance. Um, and it's about something else that we're testing here. Yes, it, 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 it's about fitness that really means how strong and healthy you are. And the, the science is really clear that you can be quite fit at any weight, or you can be unfit at a, at a low weight. So what we were really trying to look at is your physical fitness, quite apart from how you look. Um, if you're interested in that, that, that's fine. But this is really looking at sort of the fitness underneath. And again, it's really important to know that it doesn't matter what you weigh, you can still be really fit and healthy. And that's a, a really important message. In the story, um, we do provide specific exercises to improve each of the elements of fitness, and, and you can look at the story and find them. The, the one that I would suggest almost everyone try to do is what's called an easy interval training session, because there is a really strong link between improving your endurance and living longer. And in this case, all it meant was a few times a week when you go out, go for a walk or anything, pick up the pace a little bit. Mm. And in this case, it was for 10 seconds. 10 seconds at a time was enough to improve people's endurance. But even more important is to just do anything. Mm. The science shows really clearly that the people who get the very greatest bang from exercise, the people that it makes the biggest difference on their fitness age and their lives are people who are doing nothing and start doing something. Mm. And that means walking for five minutes, walking for 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be hard. If you don't like running, never run. See if you like swimming, go to yoga, find the thing that you like Hmm. Try to make your fitness as well-rounded as you can, but anything that you do that's a single step 
actually has an impact on how well you can live for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And also, I mean, it's all it makes me think about Richard Morgan again and how much pleasure he took in what he's doing because I think so often when we talk about fitness, we think about in a deficit sense. Like, I'm not where I want to be. And then there's a lot of feelings of guilt and how do you motivate yourself? And what I'm hearing you say is lean into the thing that you like and also be generous with yourself and gentle with yourself to recognize that you doing anything that you're not doing today is a mark toward improving your fitness health and your fitness age. Um, and that it doesn't have to be this thing that's so wrapped up in guilt. Absolutely. I If, if I had one message for everyone who's interested in their fitness is don't think of your exercise as a chore. Think of it mm. as a way to reward your body, to find out what you are good at. As you said, lean into that. Every once in a while, maybe try some of the things that you don't enjoy as much or that you're not as good at. Maybe try and jog for five minutes, see if you can stand it. And if you can't, then fine, never do it again. Mm -hmm. You can find mm -hmm. something that your body enjoys and what you are doing when you practice that is you are ensuring that you can 10 years from now, 20 years from now, have a better, more independent, happier life than if you don't do any of that. And that's a really great thing to think about. <laughs> well, Gretchen, thanks so much for joining me. And I, I'm not going to do burpees unless I have to. That's how I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to find something else to do to increase my endurance. I, I think not doing burpees is a perfectly fine resolution, although you did them very well. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Gretchen. Thanks for having me. Gretchen Reynolds writes the health column, Your Move, for The Post. We'll have a link to it on our show notes. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Today's show was produced by Taylor White and Bishop Sand. It was mixed by Sean Carter and edited by Lucy Perkins. If you love our show, help other people discover it by leaving a rating on Spotify or a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Elahe Izadi. We'll be back on Monday with more stories from The Washington Post. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen.